Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. KFI AM640. You're listening to The John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Ken is off today. Uh, show is on from 1 until 4 every uh, Monday through Friday. And then after 4 o'clock each day, if you missed the show or part of it or you didn't understand it the first time, uh, it uh, becomes a podcast, John and Ken on demand. And uh, you, go, uh, you go to the iHeart app and you could hear the whole thing all over again. And maybe it makes better sense the second time. I don't know. Uh, we're going to have Adam Housley on now. You may remember Adam Housley. He used to be on our show frequently back when he was a Fox News correspondent. And he uh, was all over the world. He was in a fair number of war zones, I remember. Uh, and his family suffered a terrible tragedy uh, five years ago tomorrow. It's going to be five years since that mass shooting at the borderline bar in Thousand Oaks. And his niece was killed, uh, his brother's daughter. And for the last few years, the family has been invo involved in a protracted legal case against the Los Angeles Times and other media outlets because they wanted the, the media outlets wanted the autopsy reports. And the families were fighting it uh, in order to um, protect the privacy of, of their family and, and their, uh, their loved one who died. And the Times went to the mat. It bounced back and forth with different decisions from different courts. Ultimately, the Housley family lost, as did the other families involved in the case. And the L.A. Times went ahead and uh, published autopsy reports. And, of course, you know, big surprise, they all died of, of the gunshots. Um, the real terrible ending to this, though, is the L.A. Times now wants their legal fees paid for by the Housley family. Unbelievable. Uh, let's get uh, to Adam. Get him on the line here. Uh, how are you, Adam? Hey, John. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it's a, a terrible thing to have to go through, especially with the anniversary coming up. 
Yeah, I know. Uh, you mentioned at the top that uh, you, you guys have been great to me over the years. I, you know, when I was at Fox for 17 years. You guys had me on from you know, a lot of those places you mentioned, including from Gaza. So I do appreciate the support on that. And, and now this, and, you know, I think the frustrating part for it's not just about a court case. I, I, what people need to understand in California is that for, I think it's 40 states now and every single province in Canada protects the rights of crime victims. So if you're a victim of crime and you, and you die, you still have HIPAA rights, basically. You still have your privacy rights. The families can petition to say, yeah, I want that kept to myself. Um, and then as a, I can tell you, and the, and the reason why I think the Times, I was supposed to testify at one point up in, up in Sacramento, but then COVID hit and they canceled the hearing. But they, they didn't want me to testify because they can't, they can't argue against me. I covered six mass shootings before I lived one. And I never once had to go fight for a death certificate. If I felt there was something fishy, I would do what a journalist is supposed to do. Imagine that. And you go to the families of those, who, which is not the easiest thing to do, especially I've been on both sides. And you say, hey, here's why that information is important. Here's why we think you should, you know, should provide that information to us, because we think something's being hidden. Which is that, that, and, and as a fam- member of a family now living on the other side of this, if I felt that Elena was you know, murdered and there was some stuff being hidden or some information not coming out correct, I'd be the first one to go to the media and be like, hey, we, this, needs to be, this needs to be shown. This needs to get out. But the L.A. Times and the Ventura County Star are trash journalists. And I, I'll, I'll call them that because of the way they've handled this. They want everybody to have access. And it's not just them. They want Alex Jones, whoever, um, to have access to privacy records. And California had a bill going through. One reason why the families fought it, and the DA was behind it. There's California Sheriff's Associations behind this bill. It, well, the bill went away, but it was called AB 268. And Jackie Irwin is the California State Assembly woman up there. And she was the one that proposed this bill that would protect victims' rights like 40 other states. And it got to the, it passed with a very strong support in the Assembly. It went to the state Senate, and a state senator from, from South Central, Stephen Bradford, I believe is his name, oh. um, he, he wouldn't let it come out of committee. Now, mind you, Bradford was the same guy who voted for Kobe's records not to be released. But he would not let this even be voted on in his committee. Yeah. And so it went away. We're well aware he, of Bradford. He would, yeah. He, he, I, you know, honestly, he's what's wrong with politics in my mind. The idea is that it's not about you, pal. It's about, it's about victims. And I, I'm sorry. I think the L.A. Times and the Ventura County Star, I wouldn't lie in the bottom of a, of a birdcage with it. They, what, how they handled this was such, with such disrespect for families, especially the Ventura County Star. It's your home area. They didn't care about the families. You know, in fact, when they won, by the way, there was nothing in the death certificates, nothing. And when they won, they, did, they, didn't, even, they didn't even post them. They, they did a victory lap. We won, ha-ha, in their paper. I'm like, really? Are we on third grade now? Um, and, you know, so for me, as, as, a, as a journalist, I sit here and go, this is exactly why people hate the media. There's absolutely no reason for this. I mean, so if, if Elena, if my niece, who is my goddaughter, you know, I left Fox five weeks before this. I've covered, actually, I covered six mass shootings. I was first on scene in San Bernardino. I was on with you guys, actually, that day. Yeah. I was there for the shootout. I was inside the freaking crime scene. I was in you know, San Antonio for that one. I've been, unfortunately, they're, they're, they're freaking terrible. They still tear at your heart, even though you, you have no connection to it other than being the reporter. Five weeks after I leave Fox, this happens. And I show up on scenes that happen to be in L.A. My wife, you know, is an actress, and she was down there shooting a show. And we went down a couple of days early, and... I was supposed to see Elena because it was my, my son's birthday two days later. And we, you know, I, I end up showing up at the crime scene right when the media got there and all the media guys know me. I mean, they, Elena has been to our live shots, you know, over the years. Right. And so and a lot of, a lot of them were at my wedding and they're like, what are you doing here? You know? And, and so the, 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 the folks that are on the ground 
you know, the, the men and women who are on the ground covering these stories, they, they understand that. But these the suits that sit up the top of offices and these these newspapers and, and TV stations and networks, they don't get it. They don't get it. So so basically, they after you mentioned back and forth, back and forth, Bradford didn't let it go through. So now there's no protection from the if, if he had let it go through and had been voted on. Um, it would have made their, their arguments null and void, but he didn't. So now it became a battle back and forth in the courts. And, you know, just in perfect classy timing, the, the L.A. Times filed a lawsuit last week, and it was the exact five-year anniversary, a week short of the five-year anniversary. They filed a lawsuit saying that they want the parents – or sorry, the parents and victims' families to pay for their legal fees. You know, the, so the billionaire owner of the Times should be ashamed. He won't be because, you know, I mean, clearly he, he runs a paper that's crap. And now to do this, it's like I, I live. I, mean, I, I spent between college baseball and and working. I spent 21 years of my life in LA full time, and you know, I, I'm a California boy, six generations. And I, I could never. I don't think I've ever been more ashamed of a, of a of a newspaper or of my state than I ever have. It's in 50 years of, of living on this earth. I just sit here going, "Wow, we can't protect victims." I mean, I, I've I've you know I've I put word out to the governor multiple times. He's out there running for president. He can't. You don't if you don't care about victims, it would take a stroke of a pen. And, and here's what's crazy, John. Yeah. If, if it's involving law enforcement or, or 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 some sort of, they can still argue to the court that there's a significant reason to still release them, even if the, even if the, this was to pass. But again, families are going to give you the information if they have a concern. Your job is to go get it from them. And there was no and the controversy about. There was no controversy. There was none. Well, I covered. I covered Whitney Houston's death. I, I didn't cover a lot of Hollywood, but I think it was the Times ran an entire article how she had a wig and veneers. What does it have to do with her dying? Nothing. I mean, some of the reporting about Michael Jackson. Okay, so he had scars all over his. It had nothing to do with him dying. You know, why did why is that information ne- necessary? It's not. It's, it's sensationalism. It's crap journalism. It's the reason well, why, like, ten percent of the country even likes journalists anymore. I, 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 I can't believe they fought so hard when there was no controversial reason to do so. There was no mystery. There was no cover up. The cause of death was obvious, right? Everybody lived through that right. entire event. Yep. And then at the end of it all, after you started the legal fight to demand that. These, the families, your family, pay their legal bills at the times when Patrick Sunchian is worth, I don't know, $8 billion? I, I, right. That's astonishing. It, it, it's, it's tone deaf at best. <sighs> so I, now, I mean, I, I sit here. I, well, I mean, I, I, listen, I, there's things about that night and other nights. I mean, I lived it. I was there. I was there from the, you know, right when the media showed up not long after the the shooting all the way through, you know, I stayed up all night, you know, and, and, and I knew three or four hours before it was announced because, you know, I knew the FBI agents inside. I mean, I, I've, I've been a, a, a correspondent for 17 years. You come up all together, you know, everybody. And, you know, the assistant director in charge in DC emailed me to check on us. You know I mean? These are guys, yeah, we, we were professional, but at the same time we're human. And what I feel like has happened in not just the news industry, but just in general, and a, lot, a lot of with politics too, is we've lost the human relationship part of this i mean you have a state senator for whatever stupid reason i always buddies with the la times that's why he did it you only want to come out of committee you know it's going to pass but the idea is to do the right thing isn't it but, but a lot we've lost that we don't we don't do the right thing anymore it's about you know your win yeah congratulations ventura county star and your 17 readers you won and you did a freaking dance on the graves of the dead i mean how dare you how dare you print an article that does that i mean how do you sleep at night i, I just don't get it I, i'm sorry john I, i'm not you know normally 
I'm all about media freedom. I, you know, I, I, I push that. I'm a big, you know, I, I love my profession, although I'm, I'm I, there are like times like this, I'm, I'm completely disgusted by it. But, you know, and I left for one, for a lot of reasons. And one of it was we weren't covering, you know, on the TV side, we weren't covering a lot of news anymore. And I also had little kids. But looking back, I'm like, Jesus, after being out of it full time, and I'm still doing things, but I mean, being out of it full time for a few years, I look back and I'm like, what has happened to us? And this is a perfect example. I, I when, when they, when that came out, I mean, if you were going to go after the money of the victims, that's bad enough, but you couldn't wait for a couple of weeks. You had to do it almost you know, within a week of the freaking five-year anniversary. Are you kidding me? I know. Every time, uh, every time five-year anniversary, it at you. That's and it, uh, it's money they could easily pay. They they have lawyers uh, on staff on yes. retainer for this sort yes. of thing all the time. So why? It's, it's, what are they doing? They're making a point. They don't want anybody else to challenge it. They don't want anybody else. They want to be able to have have it when they want it. And they, don't, they don't have to worry about following any rules. Uh, and people ask me what it's like to lose somebody like this. Uh, you know, it, as a journalist, it's tough enough to cover it, uh, to see the pain. Uh, you feel it. You feel the pain. To live it, it's like there are days. It's been five years. You know, there are days when my like my my daughter's now eight, and she by the time she was you know three, and there are days she'll say, "I miss Elena." I well, you know, do you think do you think Elena would remember me? And it's like someone taking a vacuum. No way I can explain it. Cutting open your chest and sucking it out. Yeah. It's like you lose the ability to breathe. And I was just the uncle and the godfather. Imagine what my parents and my brother and sister feel. Your yeah. parents, the, the grandparents, they 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 suffer twice. They grieve for their granddaughter and they grieve for their son and daughter-in-law, you know, and, and you got, but you have a newspaper that's going to file a lawsuit for a lousy few thousand. Really? On a five-year anniversary. Anyways, I, I appreciate you guys, you know, well, having this on. We, and the thing is it has, it has, you tell anybody about this, John, and they support AB 268. AB 268 went away. I give Jackie Irwin massive props. She fought. She went behind the scenes and tried to get people to, she tried to get Bradford to, to bend and at least have it come up for vote. He wouldn't do a damn thing for it. Uh, and again, it passed the assembly easily. It would have passed the Senate easily, and then we could have put pressure on the governor, but we never had the opportunity to. Listen, I've got to, I've got to go. I appreciate you coming on. I'm glad you came on and laid out this story. I appreciate I, I'm, it, John. I'm sorry you've had to go through this and then go through these further insults from the Los Angeles Times. It's just, just despicable. Really is, Adam. So we'll talk again soon. Thanks for coming on and sharing all the whole story. Thanks, buddy. All right, Adam Housley. Uh, we'll, uh, do more, uh, coming up. We got a thousand dollars to give away. We got, uh, the cash contest in minutes. You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up, uh, in, in just what, about 10 minutes or so after Deborah's news. Um, we got, we got the, uh, we got the sun bath desk ready. Uh, this is beyond a tongue bath. Uh, this is, um, if I tell you what I really thought, we'd all get kicked off the air. This is the most egregious uh, tongue bath uh, that I have seen or read. Of course, it's the El Segundo Times. And, of course, it's on the long-forgotten Eric Garcetti. This thing reads like comedy. It's it's incredible what they do. <laughs> what? There's something about him that uh, all the writers and editors of the Times are just... In love, I mean, they're they're they they've got this silly crush on him, and they did a piece on him being in exile in India uh, after uh, being uh, kicked out of L.A. and then shunned by the Biden administration for a year and a half, shunned by the Senate. Finally, he uh, 
squeaked by with uh, an ambassadorship to India. Uh, but the way, uh, you, you got to hear it. I, I can't do justice for it. I really, all I have to do is read it. All right. Uh, and we'll do that coming up in just a, in just a moment. There is a story out of Oakland, as bad as you might think it is in the uh, L.A. County area in Oakland. Restaurants are losing thousands of dollars a week because um, their customers won't show up anymore. The customers are tired having their cars and their jewelry robbed in the middle of their meals. Uh, business owners are comparing the area to wartime Vietnam. Now, the Alameda County DA, Pamela Price, is a complete whack job. She makes Gascon look moderate. So hundreds of locals have started a group called Save Alameda for Everyone. And they're trying to get Price out of office because, she, I mean, Ed, the, the doors have blown open. I mean, it is a complete free-for-all. Two very popular restaurants in Oakland closed their doors uh, because of rampant car burglaries and violent crime. There was a French-Vietnamese restaurant called Les Cheval, closed its doors after 38 years, as did a steakhouse, the Galeto Brazilian Steakhouse, on the same block. And um, the total number of armed robberies in Oakland that they've counted reached 1,282, 43% rise in a year. Vehicle thefts are up 50%, home invasions up by 65%, and these are the crimes they'll admit to. This is not even counting all the crimes that never get called in anymore. So 43% rise in armed robberies, car theft up 50%, home invasion 65%, and restaurants are closing and they're struggling they're tr some owners are trying not to lay off their employees but here's one guy Derek Johnson he owns a uh, the home of chick the home of chicken and waffles and he said people are having their luggage stolen from their cars they're getting robbed at gunpoint while coming in and out of the restaurant and um they're trying not to lay off their employees but the customers aren't showing up anymore and it's it's just it's everything's a ghost town and there's constant uh, security footage from businesses. They put it on social media showing armed carjackers busting into vehicles. Uh, it's because uh, Pamela Price will not prosecute anybody. Nobody goes to jail. Anything goes. All crimes are cool. She's a, a, a absolute menace. She's a gigantic danger to civilized life. Very similar to Gascon, but even worse. All right, when we come back, you think you'd get these kind of stories, you know, about the rampant crime and, and the vagrants in the L.A. Times? No, no. What you get is an award-winning Hall of Fame tongue bath of Eric Garcetti, the man who destroyed Los Angeles, who couldn't find a job, was begging for a job from the Biden administration for a year and a half, right? Oh, my God, this story about him. And it actually sent a reporter to India. I couldn't believe this. They paid for a reporter to go to India to give him the tongue bath in person. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. I'm going to lick you. We have Gavin Newsom, who's doing a great job. We have Eric Garcetti, Hilda Solis, Kevin DeLeon, Wendy Carrillo, because it is a team effort. Governor Cuomo has become a national leader, garnering the nickname America's Governor. And a very, very special thank you to our governor, no other than Gavin Newsom, because it is this partnership with Joe Biden that makes us come to reality. You spoke to National Guard troops today in a stirring speech that, if I wasn't listening carefully, I thought you were sending soldiers off to war. How many licks does it take? I'm going to get to Jimmy Gomez in a second. A good question. Let's find out. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Yeah. It's time for your tongue bath. Rub-a-dub-dub. <laughs> That's a hairy tongue you have there, sir. John and Ken Show, John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Ken is off today, and we're on the radio from 1 until 4. After 4 o'clock, John and Ken on demand, the podcast, to listen to what you missed. And today's uh, tongue, ba- uh, tongue baby. You got the tongue bather, and you have the bathy, and it's uh, Eric Garcetti is in the tub, and it's uh, the L.A. Times, a writer named Smita Sharma is the tongue bather today. Wow, Smita Sharma. 
And uh, she's reporting. No, no, I'm sorry. That's the photographer. Uh, Courtney Subramanian. Ah, yes. Courtney Subramanian, who it appears flew to New Delhi. Like the L.A. Times has no money to pay their own legal bills, uh, suing the families of the borderline shooting victims, right, over the autopsy reports. They want the families to pay. Yeah, uh, they don't have money for their legal bills, but they have money to send Courtney Subramanian to New Delhi. I, I wanted to mention the photographer Smitha Sharma because uh, she gave Garcetti the same treatment that Newsom got. Uh, this past week. I don't know if you saw the photos of Newsom standing uh, with the uh, Great Wall of China in the distance behind him, wearing aviator sunglasses, jutting his jaw, looking to the side pensively as if he's thinking about all the great issues of life. Well, Garcetti also has a similar photo of him looking off into the distance to his right as if he is weighing the great problems of the world. And it's just funny how these political photographers and their bosses want to show these inept, incompetent politicians, put them in a setting where they look like great thinkers, great philosophers, handsome men who are changing the world. Well, here's what Courtney Subramanian wrote. And I am going to skip around here because you know how many pages this was print out? Six pages. Six pages, eight and a half by 11. And uh, she really lightly glides by Garcetti's failures. I, I, I mean, I challenge anybody to name a mayor that anybody could remember in anybody's lifetime who is worse than Garcetti. I mean, indisputably, Los Angeles was a far more beautiful, more safer, more pleasant place Uh 10 years ago before Garcetti took office. The amount of, of crime, vagrants, garbage, garbage, drug use is incalculable. I mean, it's impossible to describe just how much of it there is in case you're happily inside the uh, border of Orange County. You have no idea how filthy and disgusting and scary and dangerous it's become in the city of Los Angeles. It's it's just astounding. And this all started under Garcetti. He's entirely responsible. And and here's what Subramanian, Subramanian uh, says about this. Uh, Garcetti had struggled to make struggled to make progress on some of the many problems that beset the pandemic scarred city, including homelessness, crime and housing affordability. No, 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 no. It's, it was not the pandemic. It was that Garcetti abdicated his position, directed the police chief, Michael Moore, to withdraw the police from engaging with criminals, stopped enforcing the laws that govern public behavior that the vagrants were violating, and had the sanitation department basically stop showing up for work anymore. Nobody would clean the place. And it talked about how he was expecting to get a cabinet position. He was a longtime ally of Joe Biden. And he was a big fundraiser. He was co-chairman of the campaign for Biden's election. Uh, but he didn't get transportation secretary. He didn't even get climate change advisor. That job went to the uh, great pompoon John Kerry. who's was very much like Garcetti. Uh, so Garcetti ended up as ambassador to India 
but he had to wait for 20 months because nobody in the Senate really wanted to approve of him. You know, he had that sex scandal he was dealing with. So now he goes to New Delhi, and uh, the Indian government is described as being right-wing, a Hindu nationalist government that stokes anti-Muslim violence. But it's offered Garcetti a, a path to recovery, a chance to reset his narrative. Um, as ambassador, Garcetti negotiates with leaders of superpower nations and manages one of Washington's most critical relationships. Biden administration officials say the rookie diplomat has handed, handled his jab, job masterfully. Uh, listen to this. Jaime Regalado is a professor emeritus of political science at Cal State L.A. That means he's an old, old professor. This is Jaime Regalado. Get that, get that tongue ready for this one. Jaime Regalado describing Garcetti. He's very smart. He's a great speaker, and he's young, politically speaking. All the right kind of qualities you want to pursue a career beyond being ambassador to India. Regalado works in Los Angeles. Has he not seen? Uh, the government has, has instigated a lot of this, according to the Times. And there's ethnic fighting, lots of protests, uh, violence that left 160 people dead, 60,000 Others displaced. And Garcetti used to be a big human rights advocate. But now he says nothing. He has no criticism to say. Um, when, when he was, when he was a, a young man, he said, in, in my book, whether it's me in Los Angeles seeing an injustice across an ocean or vice versa, you have to stand up and be heard. He once led a hunger, hunger strike at Oxford over that, uh, that ballot measure back in, uh, remember Prop 187 in 1994 to keep uh, illegal aliens from getting access to state health care in schools? He went on a hunger strike in Oxford. This guy went on a hunger strike in England because we were passing a bill to restrict illegal alien rights in California. I mean, what kind of a pompoon goes on a hunger strike 6,000 miles away from the state where the law he objects to is being voted on? Got to take a break. John and Ken, KFI. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up after 3 o'clock, uh, the El Segundo Times is surrendering around one issue. Um, they uh, did a long story about uh, droves of Californians moving to Texas. Wait till you hear. I mean, we all know that a lot of people have been uh, moving out of state um, far more than are moving in. But, uh, wow, I have to tell you the numbers. It's unbelievable. All right. Um, John Fetterman. You know who he is. He's the... Senator from uh, Pennsylvania. He's the guy who only wears hoodies and shorts. Almost got the Senate to change its dress code. He's the guy who had a stroke in the middle of the uh, campaign last year. And he's been left with some uh, lingering brain damage. He has trouble uh, understanding uh, words when you speak to him. 
Yeah, it's a kind of a decoding problem, and it also means he has trouble speaking as well. Uh, he showed up at a, at a campaign rally for a local candidate in Pittsburgh, and he was on stage, and he was holding a banner in support of this woman, and then started speaking, and a heckler interrupted Fetterman over Fetterman's support of Israel. Listen to this clip. Fetterman says this. The joke, the joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. The man is eventually escorted out by police as he tells the senator to go home. Another protester speaks out before leaving the event. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I thought he was kind of a goof, but that's a pretty good response, isn't it? Yeah, for someone who had a stroke, that's a pretty quick uh, quick whip back at that person. <laughs> yeah, and he delivered it well, too. There was yeah. no hesitancy there. <laughs> the joke is on you. I had a stroke. I can't fully understand what you're saying. <laughs> the, uh, the, 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 the guy was one of these uh, millennial bearded, uh, arrogant wieners in the audience, and he had to be uh, physically uh, escorted out of there. I don't. I don't understand. If you want to scream at somebody, uh, you ought to go to Jerusalem and scream at Benjamin Netanyahu. He's in charge of the war. Why you're screaming at uh, a politician in Pennsylvania uh, beats the hell out of me. Well, uh, Fetterman voted to give more aid to Israel, so. Yeah, I, I know, but he's not going to stop the war. No, I know. That's just why people in America are upset with him. Did you see, did you see the... Uh, isn't it scary how many people are, are pro Hamas in this country? Uh, it's very scary. It's, I've, I, I've had conversations with friends that bought guns over the weekend because they don't feel safe. Yeah, I've, re I've read about that. Yeah, it's. I've, like, I'm considering it. So a lot of Jewish people, formerly uh, anti-gun Jewish people, who are now armed. Oh yeah, and I mean the the clip we played in the first hour of the people at the White House. I mean there were people climbing the fence of the White House. Yeah. And it's like, those were the same people that were getting mad at the January 6th people. I, I, I know. It's mind-boggling to me. If they were able to break in, what do you think they would have done? That's a great question. They would have burst into the White House. The only difference between that crowd and the January 6th group is they had much better security to keep this crowd contained outside the gates. Yeah, but then they left their fingerprints and handprints and quote-unquote red paint all over the, the White House as if it's blood. Yeah, I mean, I it's it, it, the, the number of people and how vitriolic they are. And are are they all immigrants? Are they citizens? Like what? Are well, they, I don't I don't know. They're I, all covering their faces with uh, kefias. I, I I mean, I, I there's a lot of these college students, they must be all diversity imports. But uh well, I I don't I don't there's no chance Israel is going to stop, is there? I I, I don't, don't think so. No, not yeah. until these hostages are released or come home. Yeah, but even then, they're still going to keep going and dismantling Hamas. Yes, because Hamas is a terrorist organization, right? Well, Hamas is saying though that that group isn't going to stop. So that that's the whole reason why Israel doesn't want to do a, a ceasefire pause because once that happens, then Hamas is just going to regroup and. 
just yeah, continue there, doing what it's doing. There have been 15 ceasefires since Hamas took over power in Gaza, and Hamas has broken every single one of them. Well, they exist in order to kill all the Jews and yes. destroy Israel. Yes. So there's no such thing as a ceasefire. Maybe a pause to reload and regroup, but that's about it. We come back. How many people exactly left California last year? We have the exact number. Uh, well, close to the exact number. It is rounded off. But it's a stunning number. Uh, and uh, for those of you who listen on a podcast in, in other states, you, you are not alone. In fact, as this uh, story indicates, you're likely to find one of your old neighbors or friends uh, living near you in Texas or whatever state you uh, fled to. The traffic isn't getting any better, John. So not enough people are leaving L.A. I know. I noticed that. Right? The 101 is back to pre-pandemic. Totally awful. More coming up. John and Ken. Deborah Mark has the news live in the 24-hour KFI Newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu.